Kristen Frey is a music therapist for Banner Hospice in Arizona, where she uses the healing power of music to help terminal patients cope with their illness. So at end of life, there's, there's different needs that come up. So we are not working to get the patients better or to improve, but we're hoping to help them have a better quality of life and make those days meaningful. Working closely by their bedside, Kristen helps patients decrease their pain and stress and provides a supportive tool for families and friends helping their loved one through a difficult time. In the summer of 2020, she started therapy sessions with a kind 37-year-old woman named Linda North of Phoenix, who was dealing with terminal colon cancer. Music was a huge part of Linda's life since childhood, with so many songs interwoven throughout her favorite memories with her family. In Linda's bedroom, surrounded by her artwork and crafts, she told Kristen she wanted to make a legacy project, something she could leave behind for her family as a gift, like a piece of her heart to keep with them long after she's gone. Despite a pandemic and Linda's failing health, the two worked closely together over the course of nearly four months and more than a dozen sessions, crafting the music that would eventually become part of Linda's legacy. The result is two songs the family will share forever. Here's Linda's sister, Cindy Fladland. Listening to her words and knowing that uh, she felt like we were all there for her um, was a big deal for me. This is Banner Health Storytelling Podcast, Bedside Stories, highlighting some of the most emotionally compelling experiences that take place behind the scenes in healthcare. Today, we bring you episode 15, Let Them Know. Before we start our story, let me just preface that you might hear a faint crackle or buzz for just a second. Don't worry, your speakers are fine. It's just one of those wonky little things that comes from trying to record in a safe way during a pandemic. So back to our story. Since Linda was a hospice patient and fighting a deadly illness, it's more than impressive she found the energy to put so much work into this project in the first place. But the pandemic made it even more challenging, adding so many necessary safety protocols and distractions as they tried to focus on the intimate experience of making music full of so much meaning. Every little thing that you do has to be uh, cleaned and then I'm wearing a face shield. So the thing about wearing a face shield is you, if you're singing, you you hear your voice very loud and you also can't hear other people as well. So it's a barrier. Um, and we we worked, uh, we did our best <laughs> to get through the barriers and, and you could definitely tell we were able to, to connect and she could share her ideas. Kristen sang vocals on the first song, but the lyrics were all Linda's. Words poured out from her, every emotion captured through song, like she'd been waiting for just the right moment and perfect creative outlet to share them with the world. Here's Kristen. She just spoke very organically and off the cuff. And as she continued through the session, she developed the song with a lot of elements. One thing I found really charming is that she wanted to sound like Jessica Simpson. Like she wanted the song to be like a Jessica Simpson song. And I thought that was really cool. I've never had a patient tell me, I want this to be like Jessica Simpson. <laughs> so <Right>. we tried. <laughs> and the family's with me. That gets me through each day. And when I'm not around, you know I want to say. Let them know I love them. Each and every one of them. And I pray for them each day. So we use some different RB beats. We used wind chimes, um, and she developed the the melody to the song, and 
I suggested some different chords, but she was the one who really selected the chords and the beats and the, the different components of the song. And I think it helped her to express herself and to get some of those words out. Here's Cindy. I listen to her song every day. I've memorized it. I um, put it on my computer. I posted it on my Facebook page and shared it with our family. It's catchy. It's meaningful. And I have a hard time not crying every time I listen to it, but I still listen to it. And I sing along with it. Music therapy has been shown to help patients with a wide range of conditions in all stages of life through activities like analyzing lyrics, songwriting, playing, listening, or just recalling certain tunes. For those with dementia and other cognitive disorders, it's also been shown to help improve focus and reduce anxiety. Banner Health's president and CEO, Peter Fine, and his wife, Rebecca Ailes Fine, established the Fine Family Matching Challenge through the Banner Health Foundation. The Fines will match donor gifts 50 cents on the dollar to build a $1.5 million endowment that will support and sustain Banner Hospice's music therapy program in perpetuity. The program currently serves more than 300 patients each year. Here's Kristen to share some of her experiences. So some of those patients are in pain. So we might use relaxing music to help them cope with their pain or anxiety, or maybe they're feeling fears or their family's having trouble coping. And we use music to meet all those needs. Um, another thing that's really kind of cool about music therapy is that we learn the songs that the patients like. Just this week, I've been asked to sing Prince. I've been asked to sing um, Yellow Bird and Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. So it's, it can be any a little bit of everything. So you've had to learn this really broad range of music, which I'm sure there have been some instances where you find yourself having to sing you know, hip hop or <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think I know like over a thousand songs. I don't know a lot of anything, but I know a little bit of a lot. You know what I mean? This sounds like an incredibly difficult, incredibly rewarding job that you have on a day to day basis. So, I, I mean, clearly this has to have changed your life. There's no way that it couldn't already. So just wondering, you know, how are you a different person now? Um, at, you know, a, a couple years in and working with hospice patients specifically than you might have been, uh, you know, two years or so ago when you had previously been working with seniors in music therapy, but not necessarily hospice focused. Mm -hmm. Well, for myself, I feel like I am definitely a better listener. I really value the opportunity to listen to hospice patients tell their stories. They share amazing stories and some of the details are just um, things that I would never you know, imagine someone could share sometimes. So I love, I love being able to listen to them. And also it really helps me have an appreciation for our lives, that they are transitory. We are here just temporarily on this planet and we have to make the best choices we can in the time that we're here. And I just value it so much. I love working with hospice patients. I think it is an incredible honor. Some people think it might be depressing. Um, I don't think it is. I think it's joyful and I, I'm, filled with gratitude that I get to work with these people every day. You know, a lot of times we come away with these kinds of stories and we think, gosh, every moment counts. So every moment has to be super meaningful, you know, every moment. And it, it almost sort of lends this feeling that we have to walk around all the time thinking about our own mortality and thinking about how <laughs> precious life is and stuff, you know, which I, I think is also important. Um, but it, there's also something I found in um, 
being around a family member who was passing is that the little moments are really important too. And sometimes laughing about something silly on TV or some stupid joke that, you know, people might not otherwise get, but you know, only you and that person get, you know, those kinds of things. I think that's the real stuff too. Sometimes it's the, the, the fun part of life is those little, little beats. That is exactly true. And it's so funny you mentioned that because last week was Thanksgiving and I was doing um, some sessions with themes of gratitude. And that was one of the things that I kind of challenged a couple patients to think of is what are small things you're grateful for? Um, so things like a hot cup of coffee, you know, or things like um, the price is right. <laughs> Bob, when Bob Barker was on, now it's Drew Carey. But, but those special moments, and I actually have songs that I will use sometimes to reflect on those mute, beautiful moments that are just at home, just eating a meal with your favorite person or snuggling on the couch or a hot cup of coffee. I had a patient request the Bee Gees and um, they wanted to hear Stayin' Alive. So, you know, I heard Stayin' Alive a bunch of times on the radio and I just pulled it up um, on my tablet and started playing on my guitar. And I realized I didn't know like the words of the song. <laughs> like there's a part where it says, um, we can try to understand the New York Times effect on man. I don't know what that means. And I hope it's appropriate <laughs> because I'm singing it now with this patient. That's <laughs> so great because the patients are the ones requesting it. It's whatever brings them peace in that in those moments. Exactly. You know, it, but it might not be what necessarily you would think would bring you peace, right? Right. Or or sometimes, how many times have you heard a song and you realize you don't know all the words? And then when I pull up the words and I'm reading them and singing them, I'm like, oh, well, that's not very nice or that's not appropriate or, well, we'll just sing it anyway. It's what they wanted to hear. That's that's terrific. Yeah, that, the one that comes to mind is that old, um, I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. That's the one I, that's what I used to think that that's. <laughs> There's another one. That's funny. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, someone asked me for long, cool woman in a black dress by the Hollies. Well, wow. I, I, I don't know if you want you probably don't want to put this in the thing, but there's this, it's about like a, what appears to be like a drug raid, you know, the DA's pumping my left hand and they're shooting. And <laughs> it's like, I've never known the words to the song before, but you but know, hey. yeah, you're right. It's whatever brings them peace. And I've definitely taken songs and like, change them into a relaxing lullaby style. Like I've played Ozzy Osbourne as a lullaby, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> or Metallica. <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy That's train. Amazing. Whatever they whatever they want. But like we want to keep them peaceful and comfortable. So I will I'll change it into the a style that's peaceful for them. Wow. <laughs> so so they say, I want to hear this Ozzy Osbourne song and and you and it's then your 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 sort of uh mission and challenge to find a way to let them hear it in a way that's going to feel uh, both familiar and comforting at the same time. If you get a chance later, Google the song Mississippi Squirrel Revival. I had a patient ask for that, and it was hysterical. <laughs> that's great. What do you know? Do you do you know specifically why they chose that? It was a song that they thought was funny. It was a funny song. It's about a squirrel that gets loose in church, and everybody thinks it's the Holy Spirit, and <laughs> everybody <laughs> runs around. And uh, they just they thought it was funny. They it's by a guy named Ray Stevens who did like wow. kind of silly country songs. And so they, they thought it was funny and they wanted to laugh. <laughs> and that's what it all comes down to, right? It's just a celebration of, of life, you know? Um, Absolutely. Linda's sister, Cindy said that along with Christian hymns, some of Linda's favorite tunes to sing in her final weeks were silly ones from childhood. And one of the things that we always did at camp was of course sing camp songs, like the song about the bed bugs and the roaches. I don't know if you know that song, but, um, it talks about, I woke up just this morning, the bedbugs and the roaches were having a game of ball, the bedbugs hit a home run and knocked me out of bed, 
things like that. And or there's the song about the watermelon. Just plant a watermelon right on my grave and let the juice slip through. And so we were singing those songs, which was a lot of fun. Um, and Linda, of course, would sing along and laugh the best as she could because those were the fun times. Those were the songs we loved um, and what we could remember from being little. All this talk about the healing nature of music, that brings us to the other song Linda and Kristen created. Though it's just a minute and a half long and has no lyrics, it's every bit as personal and powerful. Here's Kristen. We became aware of another opportunity, which was that we could potentially create a heartbeat recording. So Linda agreed to be the the first person to test our, our digital stethoscope. It's an electronic stethoscope. It plugs into your computer and it creates a digital file. So a sound file of the patient's heartbeat. So you then take that sound file and can edit that and put it into music. By that point, Linda's health had declined and she was nearing the end of her life. In their later sessions, they'd work on the legacy project for 10 or 20 minutes and then take a break and focus on other healing aspects of music therapy, like helping with relaxation. During one visit, Cindy sang hymns to her sister while Kristen backed her up on guitar. Linda held Cindy's hand and smiled, full of love. For Linda, the chance to capture the sound of her heartbeat as part of the project was really exciting. They made that recording during their last session together. I edited that heartbeat and looped it. So I took out some of the extra noises and I repeated it and then layered that with the chords of the song that she had written. I wanted the heartbeat to have precedence in that song. That was the most important part, more important than any of the, the musical notes. Unfortunately, Linda passed away about right a week before the recording was, um, was complete. So she never got to hear that final recording. She is no longer here with us, but this part of her remains. And it's something that her family can treasure. And you're right, this is the essence of our lives. And our heartbeat, it kind of takes us through, through time. You know, your, your heartbeat is the constant from birth to death. And so it remains.
For Banner Health, I'm Corey Schubert, and this is Bedside Stories. If you like this episode, we invite you to click on that subscribe button for this podcast. You can also check out all of our previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. To make a donation to Banner Hospice's music therapy program, visit give.bannerhealth.com backslash music. If you'd like more info, you can also call 602-747-4483 or email foundationinfo at bannerhealth.com. Production support for this episode was provided by Eric Joel LaFuente, Ralph Lopez, and David Lozano. Special thanks to Linda's family for allowing us to share her story and music. For more information about Banner Health, visit us online at bannerhealth.com. Until next time, thanks so much for listening.